Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Kristen Cunningham about her wedding at Walt Disney World with a ceremony at UK Courtyard and a reception at Ariel's. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided to have a Walt Disney World wedding. So we both love Disney. I think I love Disney a little bit more than he did. But ever since we have been dating and once we got engaged and now being married, we've been to Disney plenty of times. So I have always, since I was a little girl, dreamt of having a Disney wedding. But we had actually put a deposit down to have an at-home wedding. We wanted it to be very small, very intimate, just close family and friends. So actually, what changed our mind and when we decided to have a Disney wedding was when we were watching the Freeform special for Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, and I saw a beautiful ceremony at the UK courtyard, and just a few days later, I said to my fiancé at the time, said, Stephen, I think I want to have a Disney wedding, and he said, okay, well, why don't we look into it? So we had kind of thought that maybe it wasn't something that would be possible for us. We didn't know uh, what prices were actually like, but then we looked into things a little bit more and we decided that a Disney wedding would definitely be possible for us and we should see about seeing some sites. That's awesome. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out that you were going to switch it up and cancel the place where you already had a deposit and switch to a Disney wedding? They actually weren't that surprised. I think that where maybe some of the surprise factor came in was that they knew that we had put a deposit down somewhere else. So they were maybe a little bit surprised because of that, but they weren't shocked. And a lot of people said to us, well, we know you love Disney and you go so often. That'll be perfect for you. And tell us where we need to be and what we can do to help. So they were very open to it and happy for us. That's fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited 39 people and 34 attended. So we had a pretty good turnout. That's great. Did you guys choose to set up a room block? We did set up a room block and our contacts at Disney Fairy Tale Weddings were great. They were so helpful with that. We were a little confused at first about what all went into the room block. Um, but we did set one up, and I think that that was really beneficial for our guests. That's great. Which resorts did you end up choosing? We chose Port Orleans French Quarter. We chose a beach club, and we also chose Pop Century. And we did have some guests that also stayed at the All-Star Resorts. I believe it was All-Star Music is where they chose to stay. 
So we set up the room block, but also let them know that if they wish to stay somewhere else, that was completely fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, how did you guys pick the day of the week and the time of day that you wanted to get married? I think that a lot of that had to do with us just being open to listening to what the planner had suggested. Our planner was great. And when we got into this, we weren't sure what what exactly we needed to choose. And when we spoke to our first contact, our sales consultant, she kind of explained how we would go about choosing the day. And so we were pretty open. We were pretty flexible. And we knew that anybody we invited would be on vacation no matter what, you know, no matter what day of the week the wedding was. So when they told us that a Tuesday wedding would be a good way to save some money if we were interested in doing that, if we didn't have a specific day in mind, we definitely said, okay, well, we'll try. We'll do a Tuesday wedding. That sounds great. So we did that. And then because it was an Epcot wedding, they did tell us that it would be best to try to do that 9 a.m. ceremony. So we were, we were open and we just went with what they said would be easiest and would be smooth. So that's wonderful. Now, how did you pick your ceremony and reception venues? It sounds like you fell in love with the UK courtyard from the TV show. Yes. So I did. And I loved, I loved the idea of an outdoor ceremony from the get go. And our at home wedding was going to be outside lakeside. So I had always envisioned this sort of garden, whimsical wedding, and it would have been a little bit of a different vibe at our at-home location that we had in mind to begin with. But of course, after seeing the inspiration that I got from Epcot, I just thought UK Courtyard would be perfect and it would be great for an intimate wedding. We didn't have a ton of guests and it just seemed so perfect and a great fit for what we were looking for. So that was pretty easy. And with Ariel's, actually, we did our visit to Disney in July. And she suggested taking a look at Ariel's, our sales consultant did. So I wasn't really sure what what we were going to look at. I had never been into Ariel's before. And when we got there and we saw how open that room was, and how beachy it was naturally, and how there wouldn't really be that much decor that needed to be added. We just felt like it would be perfect. And I had already had in mind the colors for the wedding, and they were going to be like a spa green and blush pink. So as soon as I saw that room and just how light and airy it was, it just seemed like the perfect fit. Oh, it's fantastic. I often see people ask about UK Courtyard because Disney says that you cannot roll up the curtains on the little gazebo there because the band stores their equipment there or something. But on the show, they did empty out the gazebo. How was it set up for your ceremony? So the gazebo was closed off for our ceremony. And I actually, even after seeing the show, I thought how it might be an interesting spin on that on that venue to use the buildings straight across from the gazebo as our backdrop for our ceremony. So we actually did not get married in front of the gazebo. We completely flip-flopped to the other side of the courtyard and we we stood right up against the 
buildings on the other side. So it looked like we were standing in front of a little village in UK and it was so perfect. So I would say that that is a really good way to get around not being right in front of that closed off gazebo since it's not typically possible to have that emptied out. That worked out perfectly. So I would highly recommend just getting creative and seeing what you can do with the space if that's something that would be of interest. That's a really great tip because yeah, there are you know so many different backdrops in that area and what a great idea to just use a different one. Yes, yes. The other question I am curious about, was there anything else that you had seen on the show that you then weren't able to get that you wanted? Because I know the show shows a lot of crazy stuff that Disney would never let anybody use if it wasn't on the show. And I think it engenders a bit of disappointment for people. Did that work out for you guys? Was there anything where you're like, oh, we can't do this thing we saw? The one part of the show that was a little different than what could have been possible, at least for us, was directly after the ceremony that was shown in the show, they had their brunch reception right in the park at Epcot. And they did inform me right off the bat when I mentioned that I had seen the show and that was my inspiration for wanting an Epcot UK pavilion wedding. They said that that was not something that they would typically do because it would interfere with park hours and sometimes they're able to film things in a way that, you know, there are not people in the park and it might have occurred on a different day and things of that nature. So I would say that that wasn't necessarily something that I was expecting to be able to do to have a brunch reception in the park, but I can definitely see where that would cause a little bit of confusion. And also, I know. Uh, One other thing that I saw in the show that I thought was absolutely beautiful was they did part of the seating in the garden area with really beautiful couches and vintage chairs. And that actually was an option for us. We looked into it and decided it probably wasn't the best option. So we stuck with the standard chairs. But I would definitely say anything that, that you see that you might want to consider for a wedding, it's worth asking because I went ahead and asked about those chairs and the couches and our planner was great and let us know that she would look into it and we got information back on how to get those those seating arrangements and we just decided to stick with the standard seating. But those were really the only two things that I would say were different and things that we could have done a little bit differently. Got it. And do you have any tips for floral or decor at either of your locations? I really liked both of our sites because at the courtyard, there wasn't that much that needed done with the decor. The flowers were beautiful. We got married in June and there were beautiful flowers already planted. So when I saw the site and started thinking about what sort of floral arrangements we could use, it occurred to me that we didn't really need anything extra. So that was a great way to save. The same thing with aerials. Instead of doing several flower arrangements for our centerpieces or just in general for decor around the room, we stuck with the aerial and the Little Mermaid theme and we did who's it's and what's it's for our centerpieces. So we had dingle hoppers and, <laughs> and um, candelabras around the room and pearls dangling. So we went with the, the whole Little Mermaid vibe for our reception. So that was a great way to say we did do a couple floral arrangements for our sweetheart table. 
and I found some inspiration photos that made the floral arrangement look like jellyfish. So I thought that was great sticking with the under the sea sort of theme. So that was definitely something that I was, I felt very fortunate to be able to do that and not spend a ton on floral arrangements. And for our personal floral, we opted to go with an outside vendor. Um, We chose the Sola Wood Flowers, and that was another great way to save. And we didn't have to worry about our flowers wilting in the hot Florida sun. I would definitely recommend if you're doing an outside wedding or any event throughout wedding week to take that into consideration because that's a great way to save on floral arrangements. These are great tips. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? What we did, we we didn't do any characters or anything, but we did extend our violinist into our reception for an extra hour, I believe it was. So he was great. He took requests from our guests and he was very entertaining and the music was beautiful. But we took that time to really just mingle with our guests and have some really fun conversations and just have a pretty relaxed brunch. So we did do the extension of the violinist, but we didn't do any other any other sort of special thing during the reception. Sounds like it worked out great, though. It was great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? I would say one of the biggest hits at our reception was doing the Mickey Waffle Bar. Um, our guests loved that. All of our guests also loved Disney. So they were they were really happy when they saw those Mickey waffles because they just knew how delicious they were. But really, there wasn't anything on the menu that I, I would have changed. It was all great. We did chicken. We did pasta. We did an omelet bar. That was a huge hit. Everybody loved that. There was salmon. It was Everything was absolutely delicious. We also did yogurt parfaits for our cocktail hour. That was something that everybody really enjoyed. We also did a mimosa bar. So that was that was also a great way to save. And our guests thought that was really fun. Instead of doing a full bar for a brunch reception, doing the mimosa bar was something that was just a little bit different and something a fun touch to add to the reception. For our cake, we did a lemon cake with a cream cheese frosting, and our top tier was lemon with raspberry filling, and that was delicious. I loved that, So, and I know my husband loved that as well, so definitely many great options to choose there. (laughs) Do you have any tips from your dessert party? The dessert party was fantastic. Again, we didn't know really what we were getting into when we said, hey, maybe a dessert party would be a good idea. So we talked to our planner who suggested even if we didn't want to do desserts, we could do more savory options like our favorite Disney snacks. So I was really glad that that was brought to our attention because we love the Mickey novelty uh, ice cream bars and ice cream sandwiches. So we did that as one of our desserts. And then We also did popcorn, um, Mickey pretzels, and we did a lemonade bar as well. So our lemonade bar had really fun things. It had rock candy. It had fresh raspberries, fresh lemons, fresh oranges. 
Mickey gummies, I believe. (laughs) So there were a lot of really fun things that we added to that. And our, our dessert party, we viewed illuminations from UK Lockside. And then actually it was raining. So we came back inside and we had our um, dessert and snacks in the Spaceship Earth Lounge. And that did not take away from the event at all. It was so much fun. I would highly recommend it. We did ours. Our uh, ceremony was on Tuesday. We did our dessert party on Sunday and decided to just have a relaxing day on Monday so that we weren't out super late the night before our wedding. That's a great tip. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Absolutely. So we had a pretty early day with our ceremony being at nine in the morning. So hair and makeup started at around three. So that was that was a really early morning, but it was so much fun. My bridesmaids came to my room and even if they weren't having their hair and makeup done, which was also a great way to save, we just decided that we would all do whatever it was that we we wanted and there was no requirement to have hair and makeup done or anything. So my girls just came and hung out and kept me company and we had a really good time. So that started at three. Pickup for our ceremony started um, with the with the wedding party around 7 a.m. And then guests started getting picked up at eight. And I think 8.30 for a couple of the resort areas, the groomsmen had their pictures done prior to the ceremony. And I, once I got to the site, they hid me while they got all the groomsmen in their places. My husband, of course, was, was hiding as well so that he didn't see me. So we were kind of around the corner from each other. And then we, of course, got married at nine. And then we did some photos following the ceremony. We went to our reception, had a great time. That went until about two. And then we did more photos at our resort at French Quarter. So that was that was wonderful. It was a great way to kind of relax and have fun and just get some really fun and sweet pictures right after the ceremony. Then we just kind of hung out for a little bit and met up with the rest of our friends and family at Magic Kingdom, I think later in the evening, around seven or eight. And then we just, we had a blast at the park until it closed. So it was a fun-filled day, very exhausting day, but I wouldn't have changed it for anything. That sounds fabulous. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say we focused primarily on our photography and our food. We were all pretty big foodies in our family, so we were really interested in in what foods we could have. We ended up having more than enough food, but it was great and everybody could try whatever they wanted. I think that there was something for everybody. Also with our photography, we knew that we wanted to capture pretty much every part of our day, and we definitely got that. We also did a portrait session at Magic Kingdom the day following our wedding, and that was that was a huge part, and we, we wouldn't have changed that at all. It was great, and we 
love the memories that we got from those photos. What aspects were less important to you where you saved your money or just your effort? I think one of the biggest savings that we had was with our flowers. Um, Like I said, we went with an outside vendor and did the solo wood flowers, and we saved quite a bit there. And it was also just a lot of energy saved, not having to worry about if our flowers were going to wilt, if I was going to have to get a new bouquet for our portrait session the following day. So that was that was definitely a way that we saved. Also, as I mentioned before, we opted not to have a full bar and we did the mimosa bar. So having a full bar wasn't a priority for us, but we did want to offer something a little special just to celebrate and we used our mimosas to toast. So we, we saved a lot there, and that was all with um, the help of our planner who brought those options to our attention so that we were able to get what we wanted but didn't feel like we were sacrificing anything or doing anything that was just completely out of the norm. That's so great to hear. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, there were so many good memories, but I would say that Our choice to put such a focus on our photography played a huge role in what my favorite memory was. As far as right in the middle or right after the ceremony was when we we did a bubble exit and all of our guests were standing there blowing bubbles and smiling and laughing and congratulating us. And I have one of my favorite pictures is my husband and I just walking down the middle of our family with all those bubbles everywhere. And we just have the most genuine smiles on our faces. Um, And that was just the first moment that it really kicked in that we were married and we were just so happy and it just felt so surreal. So I would say that that was a great memory for me um, and for my husband as well. We look at that picture all the time and say how wonderful it is and just how happy we were just in that moment. But also going along with that, I would say that our portrait session was also just one of our favorite memories, just being able to be together and walk through the Magic Kingdom together and take pictures that are just, it was just once in a lifetime experience and it was fantastic. That's so wonderful. Now you mentioned the rain at the dessert party. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Really, that was the only thing. I was a little worried that that was going to be the case for our ceremony as well. There was rain in the forecast, and of course, rain in the summer in Florida is not not too, too surprising. But I would really say that that was the only thing that, that was not what we had planned. And we were just so lucky that the rain stayed away for our ceremony. So... I would say that that was the only the only thing that was a little surprising or didn't go as planned. Got it. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? The rain aspect was definitely something that I worried about. And even up until the minute that our planner gave us a call and said, we are going to have to change the location of your dessert party, I thought that was going to be such a big deal. I was fully expecting people to be disappointed or surprised that we were going to have to be inside. But honestly, everybody had a great time and it wasn't, it really wasn't that big of a deal at all. 
I know also I was worried about the logistics of all the transportation of the guests. I was worried about people needing to be picked up at a certain time to get to the ceremony on time. And I learned throughout that process just to trust Disney with everything. They make everything possible. They make everything work. And everybody was at the ceremony on time and everybody was happy. So I would say that those were the biggest takeaways there. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I really don't think there was anything that I would do differently. Just continue to trust the planners and ask for their expertise and their opinion whenever there's anything that we were unsure of. They, they were a huge help there. That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Really just have faith in what you what you want for your wedding day and don't be afraid to ask questions ask ask your planner anything that pops into your mind any vision that you have for your day definitely just ask those questions and be open to suggestions from your planners they know the way that things work um, they know what they can do and uh, they really they really do what they can to make your day very special so that would be my biggest tip is to just trust your planner. They're, they're there to help you. Great advice. Well, Kristen, this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World, especially if they're considering something they saw on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.